0: or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this
1: week's episode in Her Space,
0: I think that if nothing else it's partly a reminder for us that we can say that we have plans and the universe decides to show us different and that it's okay for our plans to change. And If we trust the process, you know that's my favorite phrase, if we trust the process, things tend to work how they're supposed to.
1: Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year.
0: Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist,
1: and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends, and create a safe space where Black women can just be.
0: Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Our quote of the day Note to self. Every time you were convinced you couldn't go on, you did. Author unknown. Lady, I cannot think of a more fitting quote for where we are right now in 2020. When I rewind and think back to January 1 of this year and the things that I was looking forward to for this upcoming year and what I imagined this year would be like, None of this, none of this was in that vision. I know I can look back at our first episode of 2020, Clearing Your Vision in 2020. That episode, we spoke about how to set goals for ourselves for this year, things that we could accomplish and 2020 has shown us otherwise. T, what do you think? Where are you at
1: on this day in 2020? Well, let me just say, I have two words for 2020, Dom, okay? Over it, okay? I'm over it, Dom. I'm (laughs) over this. But let me say really quick, Dom, we got to be transparent. Can you share that quote that we were going to go with for our episode and then tell Our lovely lady, why we did not choose that quote. I want them to hear that quote real quick.
0: (laughs) It was a Maya Angelou quote that said, I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it.
1: Child, we were going to go with this quote. And after Dom read it, my first response was, I've been feeling like I'm being reduced by my circumstances, okay, because I have really been struggling lately. I did not expect that we would be in this state eight months into the year. If you take a look at the first episode that we did about the state of the world and COVID-19, this was back when we all kind of, you know, we're still trying to figure out what is this thing, right? Is it real? Because, you know, there were people saying, oh, this isn't real, right? And we were trying to figure out, is it going to impact us? Is it going to be this big, you know, worldwide pandemic, right? This is before we had all the information. So if you go back to our episode, I believe it was season five, episode 11, and it was called The Coronavirus and More Surviving and Thriving in Uncertain Times. We were still trying to figure out what is this thing, but we had no idea that it would last until this time of year, right? And it's still going on. And so for me, Dom, I am definitely over it. I'm constantly trying to find... Oh, things I'm grateful for. I am also holding space for myself to feel various emotions on any given day. I love that you said, how are you feeling on this day? Right. I am not married to any emotions because I realize that they shift from day to day, from moment to moment sometimes. You know, and in San Francisco, unlike other parts of the country, I be seeing y'all lit on social media. Y'all be at clubs and baby showers, getting your nails done. We haven't been able to do any of that shit here in San Francisco. They haven't allowed, I believe it's personal care, Dom. They haven't opened those businesses. And so the day that they were going to open some of the personal care businesses, I believe it was either the day before or the day of the mayor ended up canceling that order because the cases were rising. So yes, that is very much a first world problem. But I mean, it's still something that I think we need to acknowledge, right? If you're having a hard time because you can't go to the hairdressers, that's okay to state, right? Because that was something that many of us were accustomed to in life before COVID. So Dom, I would say I'm still adjusting. I'm very much still trying to, you know, find the beauty and the silver lining in each day. And I really am taking it day by day. I think I've learned how to move slower and really take it one step at a time. We're also dealing with wildfires right now. So there are wildfires in the Bay Area up north. And so it's impacting our air quality. So, you know, we used to take walks to kind of get outside, and now it's dangerous to be outside at certain points in the day because of the air quality. So, yeah, girl, that's my honest feeling on this day. I am over it, but I'm moving on and I'm pressing on, and I'm doing my best not to let the circumstance reduce me, okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you pointing out that it truly is a day by day thing, right? Because I can recall earlier on. When we were talking about self-care, right, season six, episode one, like how to maximize your time in a self-care routine. And what I remember is Terry saying that she has been using this time to be productive and grow her business, right? And I remember saying for myself that I needed to slow down because I was recognizing that I was doing too much. And what I want to point out is that the beauty of all of this that keeps evolving in this year of 2020 is that, yes, day to day things change. And so I think that if nothing else, it's partly a reminder for us that we can say that we have plans and the universe decides to show us different. And that it's okay for our plans to change. And if we trust the process, you know, that's my favorite phrase. If we trust the process, things tend to work how they're supposed to, right? But I do want to also acknowledge that 2020 has been a painful year in many ways. You know, T, you mentioned, like, we're currently in the midst of wildfire season. People in other parts of the country, you know, at the time that we are recording this episode, I have friends and family along the Gulf Coast who are under a hurricane watch because something that they called unprecedented of having... Two hurricanes or two storms in the Gulf headed in almost the same direction at the same time or within a 72 hour time span. And when we think about the number of people who have died due to COVID-19, when we think about the number of black and brown folks who have been Killed by the police this year alone. When we think about the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and the other passengers in that helicopter. I mean, 2020 won't quit.
1: All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation.
0: Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, You'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths.
1: What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and our favorite rich auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. It seriously won't, Dom. Dom, you know what's crazy? I saw a meme that said 2020 is what we all thought Y2K was going to be. And I was like, you know what? You got a point there because everybody was getting ready. I mean, literally, the way people prepared for Y2K, they could have prepared for 2020 in that way. And a lot of us were like, oh, 2020 is going to be my year. And yes, it can still be your year, right? But I mean, we had a different vision for what it was going to be. But y'all, you named so many different big moments that happened. I mean, when you think about the acquittal of Donald Trump, right? That was pretty bizarre to think, whoa, all this evidence against this man, right? And he's acquitted. You think about the earthquakes on the East Coast. You think about you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And I mean, I think back to that time period, Dom, of when there were, I mean, I know there are riots going on now, but there was like a big worldwide uproar, you know, and people were really acknowledging finally that, wait, more people, right? Black Lives Matter in a way that we've never seen before. I remember that period being such a challenging period for me, Dom, and many of us, right? But I know when I'm thinking about my personal experience, I really struggled because, it was just so overwhelming to deal with that. And we did an episode, season six, episode 10 called Dear Black People, This Will Not Be Our Undoing. And that was sort of our way of processing that trauma, right? And I know we've decided to, at certain points, just take a break from the news because it's so much. It's so heavy. When you think about, I mean, just Megan The Stallion getting shot by Tory Lanez, allegedly, right? I mean, well, she said that he did, but I know everyone's in the media saying allegedly. so. We'll just say that to protect ourselves. But I mean, now you think about that and you think about how a black woman is stating that something happened to her. And, girl, it was so disappointing to see a lot of the memes and people joking and, you know, oh, maybe she did something. And then when she finally did come out to say his name and what happened, still people, oh, well, she's this tall and he's this short. It's like, well, damn, you know, because if he would have shot a white woman. It would have been a whole different situation. So that kind of stuff was disappointing. There was just a whole bunch of nonsense in 2020.
0: Yes, yes. And one of the things that I do also want to acknowledge is that duality, right? That we just went through and listed all of these tragic things that have happened so far. And 2020 is still not over yet, right? Lady, if you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released or within the week that it's released, know that we are also still a couple of months away from the presidential election. Oof. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so I, you know, literally, that's where we're at. And so when we think about all these things that people are dealing with this year, right, and how... Just the pandemic itself has caused us to deal with and experience other tragedies in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think about people who have had to bury their loved ones. And if they are trying to maintain social distance and follow public health guidelines, that means that. You're limiting the number of people that can attend the funeral. And I can't even begin to imagine what that must be like to lose a loved one and have to attend their funeral virtually. And not be with your family, right? Right. Grieving is a hard enough process to go through. But to have to do it virtually, my gosh.
1: You know what I think about, Dom? I had a friend today who was talking about how her friend gave birth today. And I was just like, damn, you're giving birth. You know, if you're in the hospital setting, you're not doing a home birth, you most likely have a mask on or the nurses and everyone around you, if anyone can be there, they have masks and maybe certain people that you want to be in the room, they can't be there. So it's like a whole different experience. During the most beautiful moment of your life, you know, birthing your child?
0: It's pretty isolating. You know, one of my sisters gave birth a couple of months ago. And under different circumstances, my mom would have been able to be there in the room. But the only person who could be in the room with my sister was her partner. And so she was like kind of communicating at different points. With my mom over FaceTime, I still haven't been able to fly out there to see her, to see my new nephew. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> you know? Right?
1: Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. These moments that we're so accustomed to being with family, being able to touch someone and hug someone. And even like, so I find that when we take walks sometimes, I'm like, I miss just taking a deep breath of fresh air in. Like, I never realized how much I took that for granted. And now if I'm in a lift or if I'm running an errand, it's like I have to have this mask on because I'm being mindful of, you know, the community and keeping folks safe. And that's what they say we got to do. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. But when I think about the kids, like all the kids that miss their friends, I've been chatting with my friends that have kids and they were just saying, my child misses their friends so much. And then they're home all day, most likely with their parents and the family is not used to being together this much. So it presents other you know, challenges and adjustments for everyone. So it's it's a lot right now. And I think that it's so important for us to acknowledge how challenging these times are. Like, yes, I think it's important to, you know, keep our eyes on the prize and, you know, the the goal. And yes, it's important, I think, to be positive, but it's also important to embrace, like you said, um, duality is important, right? And so embracing all aspects of the journey and realizing that, damn, this is really tough right now. This is a big time for many of us. We're dealing with so much at one time. It's very overwhelming for many people.
0: Yes, it really is. And I think the other piece of that too is, you know, recognizing that honestly, we are all kind of navigating this differently. And I think that's also part of what makes it so challenging, right? Because I think of my different friends and family that I've spoken to in various parts of the country. And there is no uniformity in how different areas are navigating this. And so I know some people who are able to have their kids engage in socially distanced activities which has been extremely helpful for those children in terms of their socialization. Because what we know is that not just for children, but for adults as well, we need socialization for our mental well-being. hmm And when I say socialization, yes, I know that we have decided to be creative and step outside of our comfort zones and think outside of the box in terms of finding new ways to connect to people. But there is something to be said about that physical contact that we need as human beings. When I think about from a developmental psychology perspective of the experiments that were run years ago, with wire monkeys and cloth monkeys and essentially what the researchers found was that those monkeys it was an experiment that these rhesus monkeys were having to choose between a cloth monkey that representing, you know, a caregiver and a wire monkey that would have food right and what that experiment showed is that even though food is important what was equally or more important was that contact comfort Mm. of being able to connect to that cloth monkey that cloth representation of a caregiver right And how that translates to us as humans. If you think about the hospital experience, that one of the things that a lot of hospitals emphasize is that skin to skin contact when a baby is first born.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't lose that as adults. We don't lose that desire for contact comfort. And how that shows up is that desire to be and physically around others. And so I think that that's also part of what makes this so hard for all of us. You talked about earlier about families that are in the home with one another all day, right? <laughs> yeah. And what we're seeing is that you have relationships that are dissolving because people are realizing that Well, I don't want to be around you. Yeah. And life is not there to keep them busy, right? Exactly. Exactly. So even though as much as I desire that contact comfort, I'm seeing the person who you are up against the person who I am. And this is too much contact comfort. Yeah. (laughs) Not working out.
1: Yeah. That's a really good point, Dom. I will say you know, I know you talked about the importance of really seeing this as a holistic experience, right? Because I was doing a little bit of research and I had saw a post about how during every great depression or recession, not everyone is doing badly, right? Like not everyone is doing badly. So there are some people that are doing well during that time. Some people become millionaires. Some people make the most of their money during that period, while others may be struggling and suffering, when I think about the positives that have come out of this experience, now, I feel like I can rattle down a list of positives in the same way that I can rattle down a list of the BS that has happened, right? And so when I think about the things that have been beautiful that came out of this time, you know, focusing on my business more and having a very successful month in business, right? That was a big milestone for me. I would say learning how to slow down, right? Like I typically move, 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 and I'm on the go, go, go. Well, I can't go nowhere right now. So I'm slowing down. And, you know, over the weekend, Dom, um, this was a big thing for me. Over the weekend on Saturday, I literally binged watched these shows. What was it called? I Should Not Be Alive, where like people are in the wilderness and there are bears around and they just, you know, they should have died in the experience because of the weather or because they got stuck somewhere and they ended up surviving. So I'm binge watching the series and the shows were so inspiring. And I actually really had a good time just sitting down, doing that thing, which is usually so hard for me. So that I think about the Zoom dates that I've had with my siblings and family, that's been really great, you know, leaning into self-care more, also reflecting, like this has given me an opportunity to think about some of the things that I usually put on hold because life is so busy and really thinking about what really matters most to me. T,
0: I just want to say that I am proud of you because like (laughs) I said earlier, like I pointed out earlier that at the beginning, yes, you were saying that you were going to be more productive, right? And now you're saying how you've slowed down. And I want to say I am proud of you for giving yourself permission to do that, right? Because I know, and I can speak for myself from personal (laughs) experience, I know that that's hard. and I just want to point out,
1: wait, what? You sat down and you binge watched something on TV? What? All damn, all damn day. Y'all, I had the same damn thing on the whole weekend. I literally sat on the couch all day. I ate, I slept, and I watched this damn show. And I was like, oh, damn, this is, I can get used to this. This is kind of fun. I didn't touch that damn computer to do any work, which is new for me, Dom. I'm either doing my, you know, day job stuff or the side hustle. So yeah, that was huge, and I know it might seem really simple, but all my Type A personality, workaholic—you know what that means, okay? From the time you wake up until you go to sleep, you're literally watching a show. Yeah, so that was pretty major. There are more things I can think of, but I think I'd really have to like write them down. I would want to, you know, figure out how to share some are personal. But there have been a lot of beautiful moments that have come out of this time. And although yes, there are moments I have where I'm like, I'm over it, I'm over it. I just think about the conversations I've had with friends too, Dom, where being at home has afforded them an opportunity to travel because now they have to work remote. So now they can, you know, do a road trip and travel around the country. Yes, they keep taking that COVID test. God bless their nose because that thing looks crazy, but they get a chance to travel, right? So Dom, what about you? What are some of the things that have been positive that have come out of this time, self-isolating or, you know, quarantining, whatever you want to call it?
0: Well, I think it's kind of similar to you. And like I was pointing out earlier, just this opportunity to slow down. And I know that one of the things that I mentioned early on in our episodes where we were talking about like battling Zoom fatigue and how I was making a separation, you know, and I acknowledge that I have the privilege of having multiple devices. And having space in my home where I can say, you know, this designated space and this designated device is for work. And then having a different device and a different space that is for relaxation. And one of the things that I noticed that came out of that for me is that initially, I think I was going overboard with scheduling like Zoom brunches and happy hours and virtual ways to connect because I was excited that I had this opportunity to connect with folks and Mm -hmm. in different parts of the country and almost kind of like kicking myself of like, well, wait, how come I hadn't been doing this more often with these same people? Right. Mm -hmm. And having to realize the reality is that, like, well, part of why you haven't been doing that is because. If we weren't at home, we were out. We've been busy. So there wasn't that time to do that, right? But then the other piece of it for me was that I was like overextending myself because I knew I was home. This whole process has allowed me to kind of experiment and learn what works for me. And so just showing me this slowing down of finding new ways to like pour into myself recognizing the importance of sleep and y'all know I talk about sleep all the time about how (laughs) important it truly is for our overall well-being but then also for me recognizing that what this pandemic has done is like my sleep cycle has shifted in ways that I didn't imagine you know and I've noticed that I've seen stories online where it's happening for other people too where you may be staying up later. So then your wake up time gets thrown off a bit, right? hmm And what I've noticed for myself is that, you know, I'm not having to wake up as early to do those 5 a.m. workouts anymore. And what does my morning routine look like now? Now that I don't have the commute, you know, what does my evening routine look like? To be honest, there have been, You know, going back to what you were saying earlier about the taking things day by day, that there have been some days where I've been like, you know what, I need to sleep in a little bit more. And giving myself permission to do that and then also recognizing that, okay, wait, there was like a period where I really wasn't adhering to my routine in the way that I needed to. I'd kind of slipped into this, well, I'm at home. And having to shift back into remembering that, okay, yes, you're at home, but you're also working from home and really keeping that routine going to stay motivated.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, Dom.
0: I think the biggest piece for me is remembering to find like that silver lining, right? Right. Because, like I said, 2020 is going to continue to show its ass, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And just knowing that there's room to learn and giving myself space to feel whatever feelings come up when I get tossed a curveball or experience some unexpected event. And then allowing myself to, okay, step back and figure out what positive can I take away from this?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, I love that. And I think it's a beautiful thing to realize what works for you because that's something that's transferable. You can take that with you after this time, right? And once we get into whatever our new normal will look like, whether life changes or not, you can refer back to those things that worked for you well. And Dom, you said something that kind of led us right into the coping tips that we want to share. And the first one here is suspending judgment of yourself and others. And so I love that, you know, we've been talking about taking it one day at a time, also holding space for the real emotions. I saw this post that really resonated with me. And I mean, this is all about growth and development, but I think I had gotten into this mindset maybe years ago of this like hashtag positive vibes only, right? And it just sounds so good. And I was like, yes, because positivity is good. I love it. And then I saw this post about, what was it? Toxic optimism or something about toxic positivity. I can't remember the word, Don, but it was such a powerful post. And it made me think about the importance of duality and how sometimes people put on this mask of positivity without even addressing the true feelings that they have, denying themselves an opportunity to really sit with how they really feel. Because It's okay to have emotions and feelings that are not positive, right? It's all about how you act them out. And so I think when it comes to suspending judgment of yourself and others, realizing that each person is on their own journey, having their own experiences, and they may learn at different paces and don't judge yourself for making mistakes or having a rough day during this time. Like it's important to be gentle with ourselves. I
0: would definitely echo that. and. I would also point out that in terms of this, like, suspending judgment of ourselves and others, I would also apply that to how we are each dealing with the pandemic itself, right? Because everybody, like you said, is on their own journey, but we all have different needs and we all have differing responsibilities and ways in which we want to approach getting our needs met. And so recognizing that our friends and family may make decisions related to engaging one another that we don't agree with, and that's okay. And they might not agree with our decision-making. Tom, what do you mean by that?
1: Can you elaborate more?
0: So I'm thinking about like, you know, you mentioned that you have some friends that are traveling. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And for some of us, we may make the decision that for work, for our own mental health, for whatever reason. We're going to travel. And then we have others of us that are saying, well, no, I am still practicing Quarantining, self-isolating, social distancing, like I'm still adhering as strictly as possible. And so I'm not going to travel, right? And so that means that we should be suspending judgment of ourselves for the decision that we make, but then not judging the other person for the different choice that they make. Recognizing that we're all making the choices that we believe is best for
1: us. That makes sense.
0: And, you know, and I think that part of that can lead to a whole different discussion about how we've been socialized as Americans, you know, to be very individualistic, like, and then the overall decision-making of our government. But that's for another day, right? <laughs> and so I want to take us to tip number two, which is to prioritize self-care. Now. Self-care is a buzzword. And one of the things that I pointed out to my students when I started this semester was that there's a difference between self-care and self-indulgence, right? And that for some of us, self-care may mean doing a face mask in the evening, right? But for others of us, self-care may mean prioritizing my sleep, but what it should not mean is that you are engaging in behaviors that one are unhealthy or two, borderlining or becoming selfish to the point that you are causing harm to other people or to the point where you are neglecting actual responsibilities.
1: That's good. And lady, you already know we got you. We have two episodes about self-care. Well, we talk about it a lot, but these two are like dedicated to it. But season one, episode eight, how to find your own self-care routine. And then season six, episode one, how to maximize your time and self-care routine while practicing social distancing. So right on time. (laughs) Right on time. (laughs) Yes. And that takes us to number three, which is focus on what you can control. We've talked about this in a previous episode and Dom, this is something that you shared. I can't remember which episode, but you shared it with me. I was going through something and that is something that I refer to often. So thank you for that because oftentimes as a person that has really wanted to have control in most situations, myself, I'm talking about me, you know, you can sometimes obsess about things that you cannot control. And stress yourself out over that. And that's something I've definitely done in the past. But I think for me recently, thinking about, okay, what can I control? Let me focus on that. Everything else, it's just gonna happen. And I will cross that bridge when I get there, right? So, you know, whether it's hearing that, oh, you may be laid off, it's like, okay, well, what can I control, right? What can I focus on? Am I gonna dive into my brand a bit more? Am I going to start searching for jobs right now? Like, what can I actually control? But I can't worry about whether or not they're going to lay me off if I can't control it. Right. As stressful as it may be. So I really love that you shared that Dom focusing on what you can control and the, and the power of doing that.
0: Yes. And I'm so glad that that has been helpful for you. And, you know, I want to acknowledge that that has been helpful for me too. That's why I shared it. Right. And that it's a constant reminder for myself. Right. Because there have been moments where I have found myself feeling anxious. And I've had to do that exact thing of like, let me pause and step back and ask myself, what can I control in this moment? And if I put my attention and energy into what I truly have control over, then that anxiety lessens. And it makes it so much easier to navigate the situation. And so, lady, just to review our tips for coping with the duality that is 2020, suspending judgment of yourself and others. You know, practicing compassion is huge, so huge. Number two, Prioritizing self care. And number three, focusing on what you can control.
1: Hey, lady, it's Terry here from the Herspace podcast, and I have some exciting news for you. I just published my self help book, How to Glow Up As You Grow Up, your go to guide for overcoming obstacles and making lemonade. So if you've ever experienced loss, childhood trauma, a narcissistic partner, or depression, this book is just for you. If you visit glowupbook.com, again, that's glowupbook.com, you can order your copy today and you will surely be inspired. So I hope that you decide to join me on this journey and I'll see you soon.
0: Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice,
1: her Space Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me I am not limited by any past thinking, I choose my thoughts with care.
0: We'll see you next week, lady.